If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Roger Faulkner is on his feet, and uh, the rest of the time, he's rushing to the bathroom uh, to barf at what I think he's been seeing from the Duke of Sussex, and I hate to put words in his mouth, he's got much better Queen's English than I do. Sorry, King's English. He's on our AT&T line right this very moment. Thank you for being here, sir. It's I've been teasing everybody for the longest time, but it's time to deep dive into the new book, Spare, and the latest round of publicity, this time by Prince Harry, uh, exclusively without Meghan. Welcome back, sir. Well, thank you very much, Michael Patrick. Always a pleasure. I thought when I watched the Netflix series that this was all being driven by Meghan Markle. Now I'm beginning to wonder, because this book by the Duke of Sussex, Prince Harry, is full of non-stop vitriol and it just gets worse and worse as the little details percolate out it's a, it's astonishing Abs- absolutely astonishing uh, the in the interview last night with the itv's tom tom bradby uh, bradby said that he's he has not taken a uh, he has not burnt his bridges with the royal family that he consistently says he wants to have a reconciliation with but he's taken the flamethrower to those relationships to the bridges, it, it is. It, it's really awful. It's a. Uh, he sits there very quietly with a smile. His presentation was was. I think he was well coached by his PR people for his interviews. Mm-hmm. Sits there very mild and mannered and so on. And then the vitriol that comes out is just attacking everybody. Camilla's a villain. His father's a lousy parent. His brother attacked him. Um, I, I really didn't want to hear the details of his drug use and his losing his virginity in the field in Oxfordshire. Uh, there are things in there that are uh, just a private things. It's just, it's just extraordinary, quite extraordinary. How about his frozen wanker from when he went up to uh, walk around the North Pole? His todger, as he called it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's quite serious, but here, here he is yesterday on 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper. These are two clips that talk about racism in the royal family. What Meghan had to go through was was similar in some part to what Kate and what Camilla went through. Very different circumstances. But then you add in the race element, which was what the press, British press, jumped on straight away. I went to this incredibly naive. I had no idea the British press was so bigoted. Hell, I was probably bigoted. I was probably bigoted, he says, before I met Meghan Markle. It's an astonishing, astonishing statement. Um, but to, to blame all this on, on leaks from the palace, and leaks by Camilla in particular, who he regards as the villain in the piece, that she somehow or other uh, was able to persuade the British press to take the position they did, 
on on Harry and uh, and Meghan's behaviour and, and performance uh, is is kind of beyond belief, really. I mean, he's he's painting himself as so purer than white, and and he just isn't that way. I mean, it's just astonishing. His his drug use and everything else that comes into it is just it's demeaning to it's demeaning to him. It's demeaning to the royal family, and to to assume that anybody in the royal family is going to read that book. And say, well, maybe we'd better repair things with Harry. I mean, how how unrealistic is that? It's just not going to happen. So far, King Charles has been silent, and the the tea leaves are that he loves his son and would welcome him back. However, um, this this is this is Harry's way of getting their attention. You think? Well, apparently so. But uh, there's a story now coming out that. Uh, Harry has been removed from the part in the coronation where the dukes uh, uh, kneel before the king and express their fealty to the uh, to the new sovereign, and he's been removed from the uh, from the coronation ceremony in that particular respect. So I, I don't think there's a if it, if this is an attempt to 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 win reconciliation, it's an appallingly ill-advised one. It really is. You wonder. Boy, it's interesting. You know, you would think in the House of Gucci book and movie, the woman who married into the Gucci royalty, if you want to call it that, knew that she needed him to be involved with the family for her to benefit. Meghan Markle seems to have done this the other way and and sort of instead of talking him off the ledge, maybe threw gas on the fire and said, let's go get him. Let's get a bunch of money. We don't need their little assignments and their titles and so forth. Tyler Perry's going to give us a house to live in anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the money is astonishing. The hundred million from Netflix. The, the, this is the first of four books, apparently, that he signed a deal for multi-million uh, pound deals. Uh, uh, admittedly, he's given some of that to charity. Some of the proceeds have gone to African charities and other charities that he's involved in. But the the money machine is quite extraordinary, and and you have to believe that that's a, a good part of the motivation of this whole exercise. And by the way, Roger Faulkner, you know we don't think of royals as necessarily relatable, but how many stepchildren really like their stepmother to begin with? <laughs> Well, I, I've got stepchildren, and I've uh, I've got a, uh, a a second wife, actually a third wife. But um, who's counting? Is, who's counting? It's, it's not an easy it's not an easy relationship, but uh, but it but it works. And uh, I think if you're going to be uh, you know a, a rational human being, you have to make things work. And uh, my ki- my kids are fine with the relationship, and uh, and so is Kathleen. But I, I think it's always. No, there's no question what Harry went through with his mother's death was was traumatic, just awful. And twelve years old, and his father puts his hand on his knee, doesn't even hug him, and uh, and tells him that his mother's dead. Uh, pretty awful, and having to walk behind the uh, behind the coffin uh, was was awful. The whole thing was dreadful for him, but uh, you, you can't spend your whole life uh, in, in misery and uh, expecting people to be sympathetic to your position constantly and uh, do you yeah. think it was awful to walk behind the cortege or was that um, what do they call it you know when you're in a funeral situation like that even when you're a kid 
And by the way, this happens to people who aren't royals too. That formality can sometimes be comforting. Well, I don't think he found it comforting, and uh, there were people at the time who thought it was a, an imposition on the two boys, young as they were, to yes, to to be forced into that situation. But who knows what they actually felt at that moment? They were probably numb. They were probably numb at that time. But the uh, you know the the motto of uh, never complain, never explain, which comes from the palace and. Um, has been violated really totally that uh, the, the complaining and the explaining that has gone on in the last couple of days with this media blitz for the book. Are you are you going to read it? I don't have to. I read the Daily Mail. They've got about the whole thing in there by now. <laughs> That's what's on my screen right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> from, the, from the Daily Mail and the sibling feud. Um, I... I don't want to contribute to it either, you know, and I, that publisher is, I don't think they're ever going to make $20 million back on it, and that's beside the point, I guess, but we'll continue with Roger Faulkner, subject of His Majesty living here in Michigan, and uh, more of the grisly details from the Duke of Sussex in the book called Spare, which refers to the phrase, heir and a spare. And by the way, he's way down the pecking order by now. Just scratching the surface, flipping through the book Spare by Prince Harry, who now calls his brother, who will be one day King of England, his arch nemesis, and uh, Queen Consort Camilla a wicked stepmother. And he talks about taking cocaine as a teenager and smoking joints in the bathroom at Eton, and so forth and so on. It's a real tell-all about himself, but all about the others, too. Welcome back to the airwaves, Roger Faulkner. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It is. It has been quite extraordinary. You know, we're so polarized that you can't find any anything on the internet or in the English newspapers or the American newspapers that takes a middle ground on this thing. You're either totally one way or totally the other, and 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 the media encourages us to take these positions. Of course, I had an email, long email from a friend actually who lives in Monterey now. He's English, but he he winters in in Monterey. He's a professional golfer. Photo photographer for the tour and uh, and for the travel industry, and he sent me this long email yesterday when he realised the position I was taking on on Harry and Meghan, it, mm -hmm. it completely in support of them, uh, against the palace machine, against the uh, the way the media has, has exaggerated the, their deficiencies, and. Uh, it, there's no middle ground, unfortunately. We we're, we have to be for or against. We can't be in the middle. If they gave you a free apartment at Kensington Palace, would you complain because not enough light got in through the windows? <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, they've, they've been born into such, such an extraordinary life of, of, of privilege. I, I realize the restrictions are enormous. You don't have freedom. Everything you do is uh, is scrutinized by, uh, by the media and, and by the world. But nevertheless, it is a life of privilege. It's a very special kind of life. The income is, is huge without necessarily doing very much other than cutting ribbons on, on, on a new shopping center. 
Um, and it's it's extraordinary privilege, and and they they're rejecting this and and uh, out of hand, and it's it's a shame. What about now? It gets a little sensitive when he talks about having killed twenty five Taliban fighters uh, serving in the military as an Apache helicopter pilot. Some of them, from what I'm reading, who are still in the military, say that was an ill-advised thing to say. Absolutely stupid. Yeah, I've read some of that, too. And, and the, the Taliban have read it as well. Uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's put, that's putting a, a, a cross on his back, really, a target on his back. And it's just antagonizing relationships. Not that we have much of a relationship with the Taliban, but antagonizing relationships with the, uh, the extremist Muslim groups in the world. And you just don't do that. Twenty that I've killed twenty-five Taliban, and they were just like chess pieces in, in a game. Uh, it's amazing. It's 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 ill thought out. It's it's really awful, awful that he's uh, exposed everything he could. He's thrown everything into that book that he thought he could. Everything. Uh, he uh, talks about a trip that he got to take to South Africa with his father, who was Prince of Wales at the time, and he got to meet Nelson Mandela and go to a Spice Girls concert and all that sort of thing. And, but now he's saying, well, that was just PR from my dad. <laughs> it's not bad. I wouldn't have minded doing that myself. But, no, uh, I, got to, I don't know. I, I hate to be so negative about it, but it's surprising now, he also says, too, that his brother refused to admit that his mother was actually deceased, that he thought maybe she's coming back for them sometime. These are things that brothers would have shared very intimately as they were both healing and trying to recover from it. I wonder why they got so far apart from each other. Is it jealousy? I, th I think so. I mean, I think the title of the book itself uh, is Spare is... Uh, Establish some sort of lower ranking in the in the in the whole process for for Harry that his father said, "Well, I've got my heir and I've got my spare," and mm -hmm. uh, and Harry was regarded as the lesser. But then certain other things that happen. I mean, when they go to the same school, um, the elder brother is is naturally not going to want to spend all day with his younger brother at the school, and and that upset Harry very much that uh, that William was not. Uh, was not terribly receptive to him when he was at Eton and didn't uh, spend that much time with him when he was at Eton. But uh, th these things happen in families. I mean, good Lord, if, if I, w I would hate to read a, the, the actual book of my family life over the last <laughs> 60 years. Of course, things happen that you're not terribly proud of and that you wouldn't want to necessarily see the light of day. But this is just, everything is in the light of day here. And I imagine the reaction in, in the royal family must be absolutely appalling. And we use the phrase turning in your grave, but I think the queen must be turning in her grave when, uh, if she has any clue as to what is happening down here. The strongest thing for the family to do, it seems to me, is to say nothing, right? It's exactly what they do. It's a, that's always what they've done. They're, there's a stiff upper lip, but there's a reason for that. They don't want to get into a uh, in, into a, a, a pissing match, if you let's use the phrase, with uh, with members of the family and publicly in the media, expressing that they don't they don't have opinions on things. They're very careful not to not to state opinions on major issues. They're uh, they're neutral, and I enjoyed it when the monarchy was was. It, respected like that and was was an institution that 
that was there. It was permanent. It was part of Britain. It's 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 part of Britain that I, that I love, and most English people love, or Welsh or Scottish people love. And uh, to see it just being burnt down. I mean, just being burnt down by by Harry and and Meghan is just is just appalling. Isn't the value of the royal family more than anything? Uh their sort of tourist attraction appeal absolutely absolutely if you go to the if you ever go to the trooping of the color or, or walk as kathleen and i did by buckingham palace a couple of years ago and the crowds are extraordinary and their crowds they're from everywhere the united states is probably the prime uh, source of, of tourists to to england but they're there from japan they're there from china they're there from europe they're from everywhere in the world and they love that tradition. They love to see the the, the, the guards in their Busby hats and, and so on outside the palace and outside the institutions of Whitehall. They, they absolutely love that tradition of, of, of the British monarchy. Damaging that is uh, hmm, troublesome. Roger Faulkner, who didn't reveal how he lost his virginity in this interview. You already know MPS. that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all, and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.